0: Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation, one about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined.
1: Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading.
0: This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.
1: Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. Well, we're back. Uh, Hola, Lugo. Good to see you. You doing okay?
0: I'm doing good, Chiva. You doing okay? You know, looks like uh, uh, you are seeing in here, like you are in in on the beach or something like that that must yeah. be that zoom background yeah
1: that uh I, I can't tell you where i am and it's a national uh, thing you oh! know it's um, anti-terrorism oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff uh, I, uh, and actually i just the, don't uh... remember where i am
0: a <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> the rule right the number one rule do not disclose the location
1: <laughs> that's right so anyway uh uh, happy and, well, I don't know about happy, really. Yeah, why, why not? I'm happy and healthy. Healthy is key. It's always key, and uh, you know, you got to maintain uh, the vessel, or else you got nothing to give you, you cannot give what you don't have so
0: yeah uh, absolutely so uh, is the old principle right of you know uh of leaders you know is it oh we need to take care of uh the troops you know yeah. you take care of the the you know the workforce and then completely forget about wait a minute if you want to be an effective leader uh you need to take care of you first that's so right. you can take care of others yeah and so that's uh yeah so that when you yeah. you're talking back to the temple it makes sense Take care of you then you can take care of of others you know well, e- e- you e- know uh, physically mentally and spiritually you know
1: but well, well, and it's all one you know those are different parts of the same vessel so you can't well and i think you can uh, focus on one more than the other for a little bit but still it's all about uh, integrity one being uh, one integer one uh, whole number uh, the topic yes. today lugo by the way is so uh, before we get into it is uh Toxic versus effective leaders. What's the difference? And um, and I think what you were just describing is really about effective leaders, the the people who do those things, who take care of themselves. And it first that's key. First, because like you say, and you know, obviously we served in the Air Force for a long time where I think we even brainwash people into thinking that service before self is number one, but it's not. Integrity is number one, and you can't give what you don't have, so you better take care of yourself first. But that seems a little bit uh, uh, selfish, I, I think, and we don't want to be selfish, so we think we're going to take care of everybody else, and then we hurt, and then we can't, and we just blew the whole thing. But uh, mm-hmm. but anyway, let, let's, let's get to the topic a little bit. Uh, I hear this, and I'm an old school kind of guy, you're, gosh, what, 20 years behind me at least, and yeah, n- n- not in knowledge or wisdom or anything, <laughs> well, maybe wisdom, because I think I yield to
0: you place. for wisdom, <laughs> okay, let's, well, you. Let's, let's keep it yeah. that way, right? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, okay,
1: and I, le- le- uh, well, no, I'm not going to yield to you for anything, but <laughs> anyway, uh, what is, I hear this word toxic, T-O-X-I-C, all the time. You know, in fact, I hear people calling each other, it's almost like racist. You know, everybody uses that word, and they're the ones that are being racist a lot of times, in my opinion. But um, toxic leaders, what does that mean? In my perspective, to begin with, Lugo, you can explain more because you're smarter at this uh, than I am. Um, if I don't think there's such a thing as toxic leaders. If you're doing what a leader does, you can't possibly be toxic by definition. Now we don't know the definition yet, so we can make it up, just like all, all the you know the the um, congressmen make up stuff. So um, <laughs> what what exactly, at least in your perspective, again you you got a younger perspective because mm. that term came around in during your time, in particular in the military, and the, the last I don't know decade or so. What does that mean? Toxic to be a mm. toxic leader. What is what is a toxic leader?
0: you know at this time we we think about toxic all kinds of different things right and i think that that vocabulary has come to uh, to permeate it, everything yeah so so look at this i i pull out a uh, word in here <laughs> you know put synonyms uh, synonyms poisonous deadly lethal noxious yeah. contaminated imagine when, so when you're saying uh, a toxic leader you're saying a leader who is poisonous deadly lethal noxious to contaminate it, it it's a it's quite the the accusation for a leader yeah. but if you think about it uh yeah so i so now trying to define what that means and i think for us we we do not know that there's a universal definition for toxic leader but we know that uh toxicity toxicity has certain characteristics and you know there we we see you know four of them four or five of them a leader that it's around and every time this leader is around produces this uh you know this this environment where people feel sick <laughs> oh, you know yes. some uh maybe uh i've been there man. Yeah, so they 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 don't they, and then some sometimes because they are acting, they do not understand it. They can't see it because they're so focused on what they want, task, right? And and and, and there is a, there had to be a balance between task and people, right? And I think the extremes is what makes leaders uh, poisonous, deadly, <laughs> lethal, uh, you know, in a negative way is you mean, uh,
1: t- even to the point of being too much people oriented too
0: oh absolutely to being too that, people that you would oriented would you consider that
1: toxic someone that who is too people oriented i don't know you know I, like, I don't know that that's i guess it's possible but mm-hmm. someone that is that way would you consider him or her to- toxic then
0: well this is this is what happens when a person is all it's all on people then you forget that there is a reason why all of those people are there together right and so the then you forgot yeah it's a there's a party you're right that we call that country club <laughs> right uh, so now you have a country club but you forget that the the ship is navigating through the waters and so you are all about people and there are people in there that are raising the flag saying hey you know what we are about we are two miles from a uh, unless we uh, unless we change direction, we are two miles from collision. And and so, you know, we we are all for the people. We keep them happy. And, and so then there is no means to employ the people to exercise their muscles and creativity to produce something in the organization. In the end, the organization goes away, gets sick, right? Yeah. And then dies. I mean, people get out of business. Uh, you know, I, I had a, a professor and I've seen this. In businesses, uh, working with different organizations to do technology, uh, you know, adaptation, uh, they say, innovate, innovate, or evaporate, right? That's that's what they say. And and yeah. the thing is that uh, when leaders can exercise, you know, their faculties and the gifts of people, they become toxic in this way. In this in this, uh, you know, in in the, in what we're talking about people are happy and uh, and well not everybody right because there's some people that may not be because they can see beyond the current circumstances but failing uh, for the leader to fail to see beyond the present creates an environment where people where people where the leaders putting people and the organization in danger that i believe is a toxic leader the other part of that is of course uh a leader who is egocentric we know that that creates you know or a person who's completely on task we know that uh, being completely on task and forgetting about uh refreshing people or resources also creates this environment a hostile environment in the organization over time it's just the well Stephen Covey? I know you remember Stephen Covey talked about the gold, the the egg, and the golden eggs, uh, the right. uh, the goose and the golden eggs. Right. And so that's what happened. You're so focused on tasks, producing, producing, producing. The the goose gets sick, and there's no more production from there. So those two extremes, really, in my opinion, uh, defined you know toxic leaders.
1: And, and what I sometimes see, Lugo, uh, or I hear, when uh, followers are describing a, quote, toxic leader is they don't that they don't agree with him or her. They don't, uh, uh, well, they disagree with him or her to the point that they start throwing words around, yeah, he's toxic. Well, it's not really by definition what we just defined or the way you just described it. It's just that you don't agree with the leader. Uh, I just uh, wrote one of my essays for um, my uh, uh, blog, and I, I mentioned in it, and this is for uh, the other F word. I mentioned in it that sometimes you got to do what the boss says, and we call this uh, o- obeying. We hate that word anymore. We we don't want to be obedient because it makes us feel like we're slaves or some crap like that. But the idea of obedience is that you do what you're told when you have to when you have to do it. And a lot of times, I think my sense is that people are labeled as toxic because they they don't the followers or the people who are labeling them don't agree with them, which, and again, go bank, back to, uh, Stephen Covey, uh, who taught us, we can agree to disagree agreeably. Mm-hmm. And the, the boss, regardless of whether you like it or not, like, like I just mentioned a while ago, I worked for the, the two worst people in the world. I worked for both of those guys. I'm glad you didn't, but, <laughs> um, I, I didn't. And because they were what I think would be considered toxic. Uh, I didn't agree with them a lot of times, but I ensured uh, that I meant uh, lobbied for the things that were right, the, the things that were good for my the, for the team, you know. But still, that those two people in different times, they were still the boss. So somewhere along the way, you gotta uh, you know re- realize that you do work for that mean, hateful, whatever you uh, toxic person. Either continue and do your best, or find another job mm-hmm. now, nowadays we you know we'll take them to court instead uh, you know people's court or whatever there there is anymore so uh, I think well and you know the world has changed and I'm giving you my old perspective so the world has changed but uh, so so attack toxic leader if we say that they're a leader are all those things that you define so what's the difference between that and an effective leader
0: mm-hmm Oh, let me. Before we go there, I wanted to address your point on a, a, a on agreeing, right? Agreeableness is that the right word? Are you, you know, agreeableness? Agreeableness. agreeableness, agreeableness yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand uh, what you're talking about. What you what you mean, right? When we there is this perception, right, that if we if we, the obedience, right, is agreeing, I mean, if when when we Obey. We makes us feel like children, yeah. right? We ask, we expect that from our children, and in the, the work center is not a, a a a you know a place to raise children. Lugo,
1: Lugo, wait, 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 wait. We're both married. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. We know how to obey.
0: <laughs> we we get into uh into a uh a- agreement. Into how we're going to define yeah. roles and stuff like that, no, and then we discuss no, it no, and no, we see no, no, she's no, That's right. bullshit.
1: That's bullshit. Whatever <laughs> she says, we do, Lugo. We know that. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else? Any? All you guys out there that are listening and you're not nodding your head, shut up and get over it because that's what it is. That's the uh, the, uh, the epitome of obeying. You do what your wife says.
0: let uh, that's called cool. that's that's called cool love, right? It's a different frame, uh, uh yeah. the, the frame of reference, right? Yeah, yeah. Am, I, nice. am I am I going the right direction the, here? Well, am oh, am I digging difference. a big hole?
1: Let me cite uh, Covey one more time, because he asked this question. uh, (laughs) What do you uh, produce when you rationalize, which is what you're doing right now? Mm. And the answer is rational lies.
0: Rational lies, yeah. So anyway,
1: uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I had to.
0: Yeah, I'm going to (laughs) continue rationalizing in here a little bit. (laughs) But, But
1: you're right, you're right. We don't see obedience because... And you know our words are powerful. But we we do see it as uh, subservience, being a, a subservient to that person, whoever we're obeying, obeying. But that's not really true, you know. We, and and I think what we should maybe we, what we should obey is a higher purpose.
0: Yeah. Well, you know? it gotta be. there gotta be. You know. I think everything is in context, right? Uh, when you talk about conflict resolution, in leadership. Uh, so, uh, there are times, and it depends on the relationship between you and the follower, right? There are times where you, uh, the leader doesn't have the time to explain, right? There's, there's a crisis, you know, take it in the military, right? We just, we got to get over here. There's no time, you know, we have to be able to understand what our role in the organization is and say, okay, I'm going to do what you're telling me, uh, in some, in other cases, in, in, uh, uh, you know, in, in in the civilian world, and working with businesses or whatever, uh, there may be some. Uh, I mean, it's it's impossible. The work world is so complex; it's impossible for us to know all the ins and outs of you know uh, different things that are both complex and complicated. And so, sometimes a leader can go and say, "Hey, you know what? I need you to do this, and I need it now." And the person can say, "Oh, well, is this obedience?" Well, if we understand like you were mentioning, a higher purpose, what is happening, you there's this trust between both of us. Then I'm going to say, uh okay, let me let me go do it. I understand it. But the leader does not have a lot of time and expect this type of behavior from the follower. The follower understands that you know there's this kind of trust in the organization that the followers they say, you know, I must do this because this person needs me. Right. And so so then this what you call it, obedience? Uh, it's you know this is directing leader directive leadership style. It makes sense when there is you know, little, little room for for whatever it, somebody has given you specific orders. Uh, but then, uh, if there is more time, right? Depending on the maturity of the of the person, this is Kenneth Blanchard uh, theory, right? Uh, we right. all go through a continuum, Situation and based on, on that continuum. Yeah. Then, then, based on the capabilities of the follower and the leader, we engage in either supportive behavior or directive behavior. And so, so here, what we're saying, there's a little more time, uh, and and so we engage in more supportive behavior. We talk with the with the person in regards to, hey, you know, this is the reason why we're doing this. You know, give me some feedback. So, so it's feedback both ways. Uh, but when when the leader begins to you know, I guess change the rules and violate those those uh, those expectations that sometimes are not outright clear between both the leader and the follower, and and so then there is psychological withdrawals, right? And then you'll see uh, more of this description of a toxic leader. You demand uh, uh, obedience. And if you don't, that's stage one, right? If you don't, then punishment follows. And so, because we're so focused on task, but back to what we were talking about, leaders that are so focused on task, and has not been able to have a balance between the two. And you know what? The leader may not be aware of, of these things, you know, because the person is so submerged in what he or she wants to do that it's impossible. The only way that a leader gets out of that well it's not the only way one one way is to get fired uh to fire the leader but another way is for is for, to have courageous followers you know that cor- that that follower that says uh ma'am uh did you uh did you look at this let, let me you know what i'm saying understand it that this courageous follower understand the the uh the ecosystem of this leader and is able to understand when, how, where can this person, uh, can I influence this person?
1: Yeah, you, you uh, learn how so, to communicate properly.
0: Yeah, well, right. you to influence properly. Right. Influence yeah. properly. Yeah. You know, you, you, there's a uh, there's a science of the influence. So that person can be successful. You want that leader to be successful. Otherwise, all of us are not going to be successful.
1: Yeah. And I, I think, Lugo, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way... The way to do this is by creating an environment of trust, where you're right. And I remember, gosh, I can see this in my mind's eye. One morning, I'm on active duty. I'm a chief. I'm the superintendent for the support group, and I'm sitting at my desk and just piddling or whatever. And my boss, Colonel Norman, walks past my the hallway right in front of my my door. Uh, pretty quickly, and she just looks inside and she says, "Chief, come with me right now." Uh, and I'm wait a minute. I'm a chief. I don't gotta do that. You you know, <laughs> talk to my exec. You know, no. She she. There was a reason why she wanted me to go with her right then, and it actually happened to be an emergency. We had a, a fire going on, and we had to go. Uh, be out. she had to be on site, so I was there to support her. Uh, but. We had an environment where when we didn't have emergencies, we could talk about these things. We developed the trust, and probably in that interaction, someone sitting there might have said, well, she's a toxic leader because she doesn't respect you. No, she respects me, but it's mutual, and I respect that she's asking me to go uh, do what we have to do because it's an emergency. So uh, I think that works out. But it gets mm-hmm. back to that environment, and that's where an effective leader comes in, I think, is going to be effective by developing that environment. And I, I don't. Uh, as we get into more of, uh, of these discussions, I think that's created by a sense of foresight. You have to be mm-hmm. able to see, which is your
0: your bailiwick. Absolutely.
1: You have to be able to see what might happen. And I think how we should talk
0: about it. that, you know, but well, in more detail. In more detail? The details, foresight. Like maybe the foresight next time? Piece. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you for listening. We hope today's topic connected with you and help you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives.
1: If you'd like to connect with us, find us at leadersandfutures.com.
0: And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.
1: Until next time, be great.